Stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hi, and welcome back to Raising Joy. Hey. I'm I'm Kristen Perch, child psychiatrist. And I'm interrupting. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And I'm Winnie King. (laughs) Yeah. We are a little distracted because there's some adorableness in the studio today. It's so cute. Just so cute. Miss Tilly's with us. Miss Tilly's with us. So if you hear us like um, talking baby talk, it's because we're looking we've at got a really a, cute we've baby. We've got a cute baby. And she's on, she's one. She just turned one. And actually, she's not the guest, but she's a guest of the guest. Yes. She's the reason we're here, though. <laughs> yes, she's she is. She's the reason we're here today. And so today we're talking about the topic that doesn't always get enough attention. And see, you can hear it, can't you hear? Okay. <laughs> but it, it impacts the mental health of parents greatly. What happens when your baby is admitted to the neonatal intensive care unit? That's what we're talking about today. And Miss Tilly, she's going to tell us all about it. She's going to give us her firsthand account. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So we're honored to have Cook Children's NICU mom uh, with us today. And she wants to share her story to help others. Welcome, Miss Landy Blackmore. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us both. And welcome to Tilly. She's so cute. And you just need to understand that she is dressed <laughs> to the nines. Well, her foot is on the desk and it's it's it is glittered and sandaled and she's got on a very cute little sundress and it's got little tutu and, and a bow. And Don't a, forget oh, the bow. The bow. The head. The bow. <laughs> that is the most important part. Yeah, oh, for it sure. Is. For it sure. Is. Um my children had uh, and myself, they got a large head for me. And so they couldn't ever wear bows because it would like dig into their head. Uh-oh. So I'm always like jealous of the kids with the bows because <laughs> my kid, my babies had big heads. So they got it from their mama. Okay. So Miss Landy, tell us about your story. Yes. So I had a really great pregnancy until 27 weeks just before it. Um, I started just having fluish symptoms and I thought that, you know, I'm just welcoming third trimester with the flu because that is how I welcome second trimester. Oh, no. Yes. So I thought it was very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, just was sick for quite a few days. And then the... Haha, <laughs> that's so funny. funny. <laughs> I Mama. made mommy so sick. Um, but a couple of days before I ended up having Tilly, I started having some shoulder pain and some upper quadrant abdominal pain. And I just had a gut feeling that something is no, not, that's right. not right. Um, my mom had, um, something called help syndrome with me and I was a 31 weeker. Mm. Oh, wow. And, um, so I was a little bit on alert for that, but there was no indication that I had help syndrome. Um, but I did, we went into the hospital at, whoa, there, she wants the mic. <laughs> Baby, she wants uh, the mic. She wants it so bad. <laughs> this giraffe in her hand is not cutting it. Um, but we went into the hospital on a Sunday at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I had her just a couple minutes after noon. Wow. And so we oh, had about wow. six hours notice um, oh my that gosh. we were going to have her. And I also had help syndrome. Um, it's basically like a really severe form of preeclampsia where your platelet counts get really low. So your blood counts. And then your liver enzymes get really high. Mm. So I was um, nearing liver failure and I had to have 
three blood transfusions, um, one before I had her and then a few after. So oh it was my health was not in a good place either, but she was fine. Okay. Um, but they had to get her out because um, my health was in danger. So. Right, right. Which would endanger her at yes, some point. Correct. Right. Yes. And so did that land her into the NICU? It did, yeah. So she was born at 27 weeks, five days. Okay. She was, she was one early. pound, 13 ounces. Oh my God. Um, I actually didn't get it to meet her until she was three days old because I was COVID positive. Oh my gosh. Um, and the only reason I got to meet her, we delivered at a different hospital and, and she crashed at three days old and we thought we were going to lose her. And so they let me go meet her. Mm, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And my then um, then we, we went to cook and... And we uh, I, were allowed to go see her day 10. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot the first couple weeks. That was a lot. Yeah. You had COVID. I did. She's not doing well. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. That's a lot. Now, is she your first and only? She's our first and only. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And that's, I, I just, rem- there's nothing more stressful than yeah. worrying mm-hmm. about the health of your child. But I, so I can't even imagine like your level of stress or like how you handle that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I, I, I don't like especially, my brain won't let me go there. Especially with your health. Mm-hmm. I mean, prior and then after, mm-hmm. um, and then, but all up to that point, you're like, Oh baby, we're going to, yeah. you know, create the nursery. We're just doing all this. We're buying cute clothes. And you know, yeah. you're, you're thinking this is all going to go well. Yeah. And it was weird. I almost had an intuition that it, I didn't know. I didn't think I was, woo, there Tilly. She wants this microphone. She's so like, bad. say that loud, mom. Um, I didn't, I didn't know, obviously, that I was going to have her early, but I had this like weird nesting very early because her crib was put together. Her wallpaper was done at 22 weeks. Wow. So, okay. Um, Thankfully, I guess I had started getting some stuff ready. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Ish. yeah. Not that ready. <laughs> yeah. 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 How, wow. how long were you guys in the NICU? A little um, less than four and a half months. So we spent 132 days in the NICU, a very long time. You get to know people. It's so true. Some of the staff really became like family. It was was really honestly hard leaving as much as we waited to get home. And I know a lot of other parents experience that when they have long hospital stays because Mm -hmm. some of those people became like her aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. and then just having to like cold turkey, not seeing them, not talking to them. It was really hard. It was really hard. Okay, let's talk about your mental health. Yeah. While you are dealing with your own physical health, her physical health, you're in the hospital, you're having to create this group, this family. This is not what I had anticipated. This was not what I'd hoped for. Mm-hmm. How did you how did you handle so I, I work in the industry, and so I am very aware of what it looks like when someone's struggling with their mental health. And I remembered the first couple of weeks, especially, my husband and I said, oh, my gosh, we understand. Okay, Tilly. You want to go see <laughs> Dr. See Perk? Yeah. Talk um, to Dr. We Perch. understand what it is like to dissociate. And I had never experienced that before. Mm. Um, but, it, and even talking with the counselors and such at Cook, they were like, that's totally normal. You're supposed to dissociate right now. Your body is trying to protect her. And there were times when we had the the crash team come in mm-hmm. and, and my husband and I were just sitting there numb and just didn't even have words or tears or anything because we just learned to kind of go into adrenaline mode at that wow. point. Yeah. Wow. That is so hard. And the challenges that you faced in the NICU as a NICU parent, I, I, you know, 
were what were those challenges? Because you you have people who are very professional, who know what they're doing. They're taking care of the baby. You're saying I'm sitting on the sideline and watching the crash and watching these people go to work. But what were some of the challenges Mm -hmm. while you were there? There are a lot, and they say in the beginning, it's like a roller coaster, mm. and there's a lot of high, 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 and then you just get to Slow. a point where you you have, yeah, you have slopes and, and downwards, and I don't think we quite anticipated that. Um, we were, she was doing so well, and we were thinking that we were going to be home around 36 to 38 weeks gestation, and we ended up having some health issues, mm. and we went home like 46 weeks gestation, mm. so we were six weeks past our due date. And that's what they tell a lot of people is, you know, plan for your due date, but you really can't plan. Mm-hmm. It's up to the child. And mm-hmm. um, she's so cute. I cannot. <laughs> I know. I'm totally distracted. <laughs> I have like, I've dissociated she's from the interview and I'm totally distracted by this reading baby. The script. <laughs> she's, she's like, guys, she's editing scripts. In I've here. been replaced on the podcast and I'm totally fine with she it. She wants the pen so she can edit that script. <laughs> I can't. She's um, so cute. So cute. I can't stand it. I just look at her all day, every day. And I'm like, what was I saying? But challenges. Yeah. So I think, I think that was the biggest thing is just, it really is a roller coaster. And then you also feel really powerless. This Mm. was our first child and especially, you know, we understood the safety precautions of it, but not being able to be with my child for 10 days, it was, it was heart wrenching. And, um, you know, we, we had a really hard time with that and just not feeling like you have control of the situation and you can really be a parent. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of parents experience that powerlessness in the NICU, regardless of... Yeah. How long? Okay. Is it my turn yet? Yeah. She's like, I would like to say yeah. something. I like when you were talking about that powerless mm-hmm. and I mean, it's like, that's a big um, trigger for like mm-hmm. PTSD symptoms mm-hmm. and things like that. I, before the podcast, I was looking just to see how, you know, like what the percentage of like uh, postpartum depression was. And mm-hmm. it was like 40% higher mm-hmm. for moms um, in who, the have, NICU, who, who have babies in the NICU. NICU, but I didn't look at PTSD, Yes, but I guarantee you the number is really yes. high. I would agree with that. And even um, I personally have had a little bit of a journey with postpartum anxiety. Oh, yeah. And um, that didn't really start coming to fruition until really the last six months. And emotionally, and like I said, I know how to recognize these signs. And, um, you know, emotionally, I've I've done the work. I've gone to counseling and, and really mm-hmm. tried to process through the situation. But it was getting to a point where my physically manifesting, I, I have had a couple really serious panic attacks uh-huh. and um, where I'm like, emotionally, I'm fine. What is going on? But mm-hmm. physically, I'm mm-hmm. having these symptoms. And um, I think when your body is just in adrenaline mode for so, so long, long. Yeah. once that kind of dies down, it you get to a point where there's this lingering anxiety and mm-hmm. even little things, my, my husband and I, kind of bicker sometimes because she's ready for food, but he gets so anxious with food with her just because of the risk of, you know, choking. Choking. And so there's different ways that we all respond. So do you find yourself hovering over her bed at night? Surprisingly, no. Um, I have surprisingly been the chill parent. My husband is (laughs) the overprotective one. So he's helicoptering. Yes, he is a helicopter dad. You may flip-flop though. Yeah. Where like he's, He's chill in this situation, but then, like, when it's time to go to school, mm-hmm. you make, you know, like, everybody, like, it flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But, and I can, I just, 
there's nothing that makes me more anxious mm-hmm. than like my child's health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And so like I just can't imagine how how it is to survive being in the NICU for, you know, 120 days. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, with everything, right? You're like, oh, is she breathing correctly? Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. we got to go back to the ER. You know, like, I, yeah. Yeah. And it helped. We asked the doctors for a long time, can we please go home on monitors? Can we please? And yeah. they were like, no, no we don't do that, that unless yeah. you have to. But um, we ended up going home on just a little bit of oxygen for stamina with feeding. And because of that, we had monitors. Okay. So we had monitors. Yeah, um, and I case. think that helped us a be lot. at peace and not stress out at night, especially. What was it like when you first got home? Oh. There's all this anticipation and all this, like, I'm so excited to get out of the hospital and get home. And get my normal life. Yeah, and we yeah. Can, well, both parents can sleep in the same bed. Ish. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you say a real shower, though, because I did not shower that first week of being home. Because wow. it was culture shock. Yeah. And Having your first child as it is, I think it's a lot of work getting home. It is. But um, coming off of being in the NICU for so long, you think, oh, my goodness, I know exactly Wait, how to, to parent. Mm-hmm. And But then you get home and you're like, oh, my goodness, I, I don't have nurses. <laughs> There's no one here to myself. support me. <laughs> yes. And so it was a little bit of a culture shock. and. Who's coming in at 2 o'clock in the morning? Nobody. You are. Exactly. (laughs) And I think a lot of parents don't realize that from their NICU journey. It's not always easy. And I felt a lot of guilt in the beginning because, oh, my goodness, I waited so long for this. I'm supposed to be so excited for this. But it was really hard the first month. It was hard. It was really hard. Did you have family, people around you? No. So my mom, she did move here for nine months to help. And that was amazing. She's looking at potentially moving here and we hope that she can. But I can see why. This child is adorable. She's so cute. It's unreal. (laughs) But all of our family is in Michigan. And so, and the NICU really isolates you. Mm. Um, You know, we were in it so long and our life was just work and, and being in the NICU with her and kind of balancing that and so friendships kind of go to the wayside, oh, and yeah. it, it's really isolating. And when you get home, you feel very, very alone. Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did really you get hard. to know other parents? Yes. Nicky parents? Yes. And that was a huge blessing. I have made such great friends oh. with the parents that I still talk to multiple really? times a week. Oh. And in that season, that community is really important because sure. those are the only people who understand what you're going through right, right now. Right. And we've made some really special friendships and people that, you know, nothing else mattered. Like social status didn't matter. Cultural didn't matter. We had dear friends who had recently just moved here from Africa oh. that their daughter was in the NICU. Oh. And we had a language barrier, but we used um, literally Google Translate to talk to this family. Um, and it was a really incredible experience to just be able to connect in that way. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, amazing. my goodness. It's, do they do, the like, knowing how much that support and d- does Cook foster those sorts of relationships and things? They do, yeah. So they've got a really great group, um, the NICU Helping Hands, and they do support groups. They did, and we were there for every single one of her first holidays. We were there for Thanksgiving, um, Halloween. We were there for Christmas. We were there for New Year's. She went home just a couple days after New Year's, but they did a really good job at bringing parents together to create onesies for those things. Oh, and I, I appreciate those yes. on social media. Yes. Oh. So she actually was was a I little dear that they had her on social <laughs> media last year. Positive. I like that picture. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Oh. Yep. 
but oh. they do a really good job at, at making it feel as normal as possible, which was a really big blessing for sure. Yeah. And it makes me think about our NICU reunion, which mm-hmm. is probably one of it is highly at, attended. Yes. And I know that that's why, because these parents all have this bond mm-hmm. because we all have this thing in common. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just incredible. And going back to your comment about how you feel like staff is like her adopted aunt mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. My husband works in the hospital okay. and I can say he doesn't work in the NICU, but I can say that your kiddos also become part of our yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's like we're all like he's always so happy whenever kiddos are able to leave, but he does miss mm-hmm. them. So it's 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 mutual. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's so hard because we have such strict res- um, yeah. policies yes. around yes. connecting. I, hate it. <laughs> I know, behind connecting and yeah. being in relationship, yes. you know. Right. And I try and to be hard. really good about sending one of our charge nurses. I try to send her pictures at least monthly to share with the team and, yeah. and those team members that were, were really, really instrumental in our journey. So it's hard, though. Yeah, it is. It you is. almost grieve those relationships. Like, I I really grieved those relationships because those are people I saw every day or multiple and times a week. And depended on. And, mm-hmm. and you were, they loved your baby like they you loved They loved her so yeah. much. You know? Yeah. It was really special. Oh, jeez, yeah. my gosh. So what kind of... Um, what kind of advice would you give other parents who are going to find, especially the first-time parent who's not thinking this is going to happen, mm-hmm. and then, bam, here we are? What advice would you give them? I think the biggest thing is is take you care of yourself. Into this. <laughs> you need to get sorry. into this. I'm talking to Kristen. I'm sorry. I, okay, sorry. She I can take it till you. She's just sitting here making faces. She has just leaned back into sorry. the Sorry. I'll lean in and say something. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm it's sorry. It's my fault. I handed off the baby. <laughs> yeah, She's yeah, so cute. So Miss cool. Winnie wants to now. <laughs> I'm Do like, you want yes. to? Yes. My turn. Go on. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're great. Tilly distracts us all. It's fine. Um, I think the biggest advice for parents is to find ways to take care of your own mental health in the process. Okay. It gets really easy to just go on autopilot and um, I'm going up to the NICU every day. And something that was really helpful for us in our journey was having primary nurses. And so if you are going to be in the hospital for an extended amount of time and you really love certain nurses, you can ask, can you be our primary? And You get those nurses as your nurses pretty much every time that they work. And so being able to call first thing in the morning at 7 a.m. right after they had shift change and say, okay, great. One of our favorite primaries is there. I can go back to sleep. That was a big help. Um, But just taking care of yourself in the process and sleeping and eating and resting because you have people who really care about your child who are going to take care of them in this season. And you also have to take care of yourself to really prepare for the next season. And that was something that I, I didn't necessarily do as much as I should have, because I, I didn't know that the next season was going to be hard in different ways. So just really taking care of your, your own mental health and finding a counselor. And I think a big thing that I also didn't realize is just because you leave the NICU doesn't mean your journey is over. I still, you know, am, am processing things and even, you know, coming up on different anniversaries, her birthday was really hard. It was hard. And, um, at the root of it, I, I definitely felt a heart of thankfulness, but it was also reliving Mm -hmm. the worst day of my life. And, um, in the days before I, 
you know, had all of these emotions and told my husband, I didn't even get to see her on her birthday. I know. And so those things come up around anniversaries. And I have a lot of Nikki mama friends that have older children that I've said, you know, it, it gets better with time. But just because the journey's necessarily over doesn't mean it's over. Yeah. 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 It's still, it's still mm-hmm. going. I know they, I know at least at Cook, they follow kiddos for a long time just mm-hmm. to make sure that they're like growing and developing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so I think for some parents, the journey is now, you know, now we have these other challenges yes. where we have to do like speech or OT or PT, you know, like all those sorts of things. So it can be really tough, you know? Yep. She's grabbing that <laughs> mic. She's ready. Oh, oops, she is ready. Hello. Just say hello. Yeah. Hi. Did you find, I, I could also, I know being a new parent, um, is isolating in and of itself, mm-hmm. but then even like being a NICU parent, I think mm-hmm. is even more like, have you been able to like reconnect with some of your friends and yeah, things like that? Yeah. It comes in. I mean, it was a season and you know, we had so much support. We've had so many friends that have become like family here and yeah. you know, friends didn't go away, but it just was a different season. And Yes, I'm ma'am. Telling you, she's trying to she's tell you about speech, guys. All day. We're actually, they do like adjusted age and actual yeah. age. So her adjusted age right now, because she was so early, is like a nine month old. But she's, no, she's, at, she's at a 12 month old level for language. So I'm like, yeah, okay. she's good. my husband says okay. it's my fault because okay. we just talk all day long. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for a brain. Yes, it's true. It's, it's true. Yes. But um, no, it's so hard. How are there things that you, you know, like you were saying, like, it's always like you think it's going to get better, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Are there things now that you do to help make sure that you take care of your mental health mm-hmm. and like that you stay doing well? Yeah, I I see a counselor a um, couple times a month. Um, and that was something that they have a counselor available in the NICU and they were fantastic. And mm-hmm. I talked to them once a week most of the time. Um, but I didn't do the work to make sure that I had a counselor after the NICU Mm -hmm. until like three months after we left. And it was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I really need a counselor. And so I would definitely encourage parents to get those things in place beforehand. That's a good idea. Um, And I bring her to some of the appointments, but even just having time that I do things by By myself. Yes. Um, And it's hard, you know, we don't have a lot of family support here and other parents might be in that situation as well. But finding people that you really trust and, and being able to take a break when, when you need to is really important, which I really, really admire all the stay-at-home moms. I could no. not do it. I have to work, and um, I ha- working is very healthy for me yes. and my family yes. because that's just who I am, and, and I need that to be a better mom and a better wife. Yep. And I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm seriously, because there are people who are probably going to feel a little guilty because yes. I've got to go back to work. But you need to go back to work. Yeah. And not even yeah. just for financially, but for mental and, yes. and and to be able to get away and say, I now I miss her. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't love her, but I miss her. I want to see her. But you need some distraction. Yeah. And you need to talk to adults. Yes. Okay. My first year with my son 300 years ago, <laughs> uh, I stayed home. Yeah. And and I found myself uh, when my ex-husband got home. You want to talk to her now? <laughs> when he would come home, I'd be standing at the door yeah. with the baby like this. Yes. I mean, I, here you go. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, he got to go to work. Yeah. So I, I learned very quickly that I am that kind of person. I yeah. need that interaction. And I actually needed it while we were in the NICU, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really, really blessed. And a lot of parents go through this 
question of, oh my goodness, am I going to stay with my baby for the next three months or am I going to go back to work so that I can have some time with them when we go home? Yeah. And that is so hard. My husband had to go back to work at five weeks and um, I lived at the Ronald McDonald house for four and a half months and Mm. they are such a blessing. Um, But I was able to work remotely two days a week from the hospital when I was ready. And my company was just incredible in doing that. But a lot of parents don't have Have that. that. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a real, real challenge with the NICU experience as well. Yeah. Right. Cause then it's like, do you want, when do you want your time yes. with them? You know, I think we should be able to have as much time as we need with our children yes. and it'll make us all better adjusted adults and parents. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. But they don't ask me. Yes. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> they should ask you. I know. I know. Well, we have just been hijacked. <laughs> and, have, and and are like delighted by it. Yeah. Absolutely just, delighted. Because that is just cuteness overload sitting in your lap, Kristen. I mean, I seriously. <laughs> she's yeah. clapping. Yeah, she knows. She's, she's like, cuteness I did overload. Good. It's cuteness <laughs> overload. Is she getting teeth? She yes, is. She has two, two bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see the two fingers. Those <laughs> things are razor sharp. <laughs> I tell you what. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been a joy. It has been a joy. We raised I mean, the joy. We were, we, we, this we, was raising joy to a whole nother for level. Us, we don't know if it really comes through for the <laughs> listeners, but Winnie and I are very yeah. happy right now. This was raising joy for real, but it was so nice to have you and Thank Tilly. You. We were so glad that this is a first for us. I know. To have this, yes. this yes. little one here. So and, excited. And thank you for being so honest. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times, you know, like whenever you're pregnant with your first, mm-hmm. you're like, everything is going to be great and I'm going to be super mom and I'm mm-hmm. never going to feed my kid anything but organic food. And yeah. Like I'm yeah. going to breastfeed till they're six yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. And they'll never I'd... get the internet and we'll never yeah. see a screen. Yeah. 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 And then mm-hmm. life happens and none of that sticks around. And mm-hmm. so like, I just, I appreciate you being honest about what your experience was like. Cause mm-hmm. I think we don't do that because we're afraid other moms are going to think that we're less than. Yep. And don't you judge that, me. Don't you and, judge me. But because of that, we're all isolated. <laughs> yeah. And we're all silently suffering by ourselves. And I feel like people don't talk about it's really a privilege to bring your baby home from the hospital. It is. Yes. After, and it is. I didn't know that. Most people don't know that. But I've encountered so many people that have had to go to the NICU mm-hmm. just from friends on Facebook. And I don't think I noticed it before. Yeah. Yeah. But like really educating moms, you might have to have a NICU stay even right. with a full-term baby. Right. right. Um, I just don't think it's talked about enough. I really don't. So personal question. Mm-hmm. Have you thought or considered another child? Yeah, so that's a hard one, um, and we're definitely going to do some genetic testing. Um, unfortunately, you know, my mom had help syndrome with me, mm-hmm. and I was a 31-weeker. Um, I had help syndrome, and the type that I had was really severe, and help syndrome is not very common. Mm-hmm. Um, only like half a percent mm. of those that have um, preeclampsia, or I'm sorry, half a percent a year of those that are pregnant have help syndrome. And so it's very rare. Um, and the, the form that I had was rare. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, I think, you know, God's put it on our heart as a desire to have more children. Sure. I've always wanted to adopt working in the mental health industry. I just see so many kiddos that get lost in the system. And so that's always been something we wanted to do. Um, but I don't know, we'll see, what the Lord has in store for us. And um, I think that I'd have to be in a really solid place mentally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, physically in order to take that journey. But one way or another, we'll get her sibling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, I dipped, I dipped deep for that one, didn't I? Yeah, I did. But yeah. it was a good, but that's, but it, it, it we get that question about, a lot. Well, and it, but it, it's like all of the things that you have to think about yes. before, you know. And I think people don't realize there's that just a huge look. She's saying bye bye. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's had, a, she's had it with us. Bye bye, mama. I'm done. I'm going to go hang out with Miss Winnie. Um, I think a lot of parents, that's a huge fear and um, a really hard, a hard question Questions, for sure. a lot of parents. Sure. And um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's an important one for sure. Okay. All right. Oh. I guess it's time. She's telling us to start talking about um, what we're grateful for. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm just grateful for cuteness. Oh, Love my it. gosh. I'm just so grateful for cuteness because I'm telling you, this has been a long week. And and I was, it has we were been talking about before we came in here. It's like, was this a four-day week? Are you <laughs> I can't, kidding no. me? It was not. It was an eight-day week. It really was. It was an eight-day week. And so to end the week with this cuteness and all of this adorable baby and, oh, just, I'm grateful for the ability to be able to do this kind of work and see this kind of success. Mm -hmm. Success. Um, So that's me. I am grateful for your courage and honesty, Mm, and I hope that it spurs more moms to be honest about how it really feels to be a mom. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really admire you for that. And so I'm grateful you. for your for your honesty and willingness to share with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And what are you grateful for? <laughs> I think I was thinking about this question this morning. And um, someone asked me a few days ago if I feel like I've been able in motherhood to stop and really enjoy moments. And I stopped and I thought and I, I said, you know what? I have. And I think as weird as it is, I'm really grateful this for this NICU experience that we had because it, it taught me to just have a different perspective mm. on motherhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if my child wants to be held an extra 20 minutes after they fall asleep to just take that in or yeah. dance around the kitchen yeah. when I have other things to do, yeah. it's just given me a, a different perspective on life and um, on motherhood. And I don't know that I would really be able to enjoy all these seasons that we've been able to go through with her if I if, if I didn't hadn't. have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and just knowing what you've been through, the strength, because you'll look back and say, dang, I was yeah. strong through that. I never yes. thought I could have got through that. You'll, you'll look back and be like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. I'm You're like, awesome. I was how old when I went through that? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I can't believe we came through this. And, yes. you, and, you know, and it's funny how things work and you forget the pain of mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you start remembering some of the wonderful memories and the things mm-hmm. that were good that came out of it, if you ever think that that's yeah. possible. Yeah. But, there yeah. is good. Yeah. There absolutely is good. Yeah. There's joy. Yeah. Well, thank you both for joining us today. It's It really has been a joy. It really has been a joy. Thank you to our listeners. Um, and um, if you like Tilly, rate, review, and subscribe. Our, our <laughs> listenership just doubles. Thank you, Tilly. <laughs> yeah. Until next time, just breathe. Uh, open up. <laughs> I She's got telling caught. you're I got so caught. distracted. I got caught. I got caught. Open up. You, you matter. matter.